Hey folks, welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Beaded Curtain. I'm your host, Randy Chardonnay, recording this episode on someday, um, not quite sure which day it is because it's the quarantine and time doesn't matter. Today we're going to talk about a little movie called Never Sleep Alone from 1984. I stumbled onto this one just because I was drawn to that word alone. We're all feeling a little bit more alone here during the quarantine days. Uh, Let me read a little bit from my book, The Randy Chardonnay Guide to Adult Cinema, which is called I Like Fine Wine. Never Sleep Alone, 1984. Tina Marie and John Leslie play a married couple with an open relationship. Just one problem. John's character is far too jealous. Maybe you should have thought of that before you decided to have an open relationship, buddy. Tina tries to leave John for Joey Silvera, who plays her husband's business partner. But John pressures Joey into marrying his neighbor, played by Joanna Storm. Tina shoots John and the movie ends aims for Shakespearean levels of tragedy, ends up being a bit of a snooze. Keywords, pasties, open marriage, Girl Scouts. The whole thing with John Leslie's character, Dan, uh, being too jealous. It's just, it's telegraphed so obviously. And plus, in the opening uh, voiceover, We've got all of these kind of random shots of, like, New York B-roll. And we learn that uh, Lisa is uh, being found guilty of a murder. A most foul. So we know how it's going to end. That's This is a phenomenon that I'm starting getting more and more acquainted with, getting more and more used to and displeased by with some of these vintage porns. Movies that are aiming for seriousness, their strategy is, well, I don't know, maybe if someone dies, then it's a serious movie. Right? That's not that's not cool. That's not what I, I want in my adult entertainments. I don't really want it to be serious. At least not in this fashion. It's not, uh, I don't need a whole buzzkill um, with, like, the main characters uh, doing murders. It's not, I'm not into that. I'm not horny for that. Come on. Let's be serious. And I also don't need, I just don't need it to be serious. You know, now, um, now more than ever, I need my vintage poems to be just silly and unserious. So anyway, we got this jealousy thing going on. Um, uh, very very close to the beginning of this movie, our, our main characters end up at this a sex party. I forget what the name of the sex party place is called. Uh, but there's a sign telling us that it doesn't open until 9 o'clock, so it must be uh, pretty hot. And, and somehow um, the lady who's like organizing the sex party is also the main character's neighbor. So there's um, uh, John Leslie and Tina Marie. Um, they live in, in, in an apartment and right next to it is their neighbor Natalie, played by, played by Joanna Storm. And Natalie's roommate Diana. 
Um, I forget who plays Diana, but so it's a little bit, a little bit too much coincidence uh, that they got this open marriage, and uh, John Leslie is always going next door to try to fuck his neighbor, and then his other neighbor is running the sex party. And she has this big like sex party place, and when I was watching this. So the sex party. It's got everything going on at once. It's got sex rooms, it's got a bar, a dance floor, a pool. Uh, it's got Ron Jeremy there, and he's got um, a flower in his pants. And that's his pickup thing. It's like, hey, want to s- smell my flower from my pants? Uh, and when I'm watching this, and I'm watching John Leslie get more and more jealous and kind of lose it as all the sex is happening. Uh, and he's so jealous. He's jealous of both his wife uh, having any fun at the sex party, and he's very jealous of his neighbor, Natalie. He doesn't want her to have uh, fun at the sex party either. So I guess his main thing is he's got this sort of idea about an ocean. Oh, he's got this idea where his open relationship is just he has lots of ladies and uh, they're all faithful to him, I guess is sort of how he thinks it ought to go. It's more like a ham. But when I'm watching this sexy party, I'm just thinking, this is what Trump thinks Mar-a-Lago is right, is like, right? Like this is sort of, I'm just watching this thinking like, this is how Donald Trump remembers the 80s in New York and also that's sort of a made-up memory, and it was never like this. And also, when he's at Mar-a-Lago, when it's just like these like ancient-ass, just Republican shitheads, just sort of th- throwing money at each other and playing golf and getting sunburnt and whatever. That's what he thinks it's like now, like this crazy sex party, and that made me depressed. Uh, I don't like imagining. Um, him having nice memories or enjoying life or anything so that bummed me out but worse is just the part where John Leslie is just being a real shit you know he's just um, really trying to have it have it both ways well just have it one way uh, with this open relationship and really sort of limiting uh, Tina Marie and, um, and, and her life frankly uh, I think a nice performance by Tina Marie. Uh, John Leslie, pretty unlikable. Uh, Joey Silvera, um, the, definitely the more likable of the two main fellas in this movie just because he's not nearly nearly so uptight and not trying to tell everyone else how to live their lives and so on. Uh, one thing that I do want to spend some time talking about because... It's the only thing that I was paying attention to while I was watching this movie uh, is the drinking and in particular the role of, uh, of Anisette in this film. So in the beginning I couldn't help but notice that John Leslie is fixing himself a drink and so what he does is I think he has one ice cube and he pours himself in a coupe glass a measure of Herb Saint. And then he sticks his fingers right in it. He's got in it and, and sticks like a, a lemon peel in with his herb scent. Now you folks listening out, you get it. You're you're 
sophisticated drinkers. You know about Herb Saint. You know it's a sort of an American version of a of a French. Uh, I think it's American. Is it American? I don't. I, wow. I don't even know. Um, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, that Herb Saint um, it's sort of tied to to New Orleans, um, and it was sort of it was when you couldn't get. Uh, absinthe that was the sort of go-to uh ingredient to to put in your sazerac instead of absinthe so it's a it's a it's a it's a pastis it's a it's a it's a like a, an uh, anise or licorice flavored uh drink and i think it's great i think it's delicious but the thing is you don't just drink it like like john leslie's character is doing you you know you you maybe add it to a cocktail or at the very least you throw a little bit of water in there you know and it's cool it kind of gets cloudy it's it does that fun thing where it starts out as a clear liquor but you add a little ice water and it clouds up and it's fun it's great i love it i recommend it go for it it's a real nice it's a real nice aperitif i recommend it sort of as a before dinner drink i'll get it like twice a year or so when I'm, I'm i'm somewhere fancy and i see it on the menu and i think you know what yeah give me one of those licorice drinks um but what you don't do is just pour it into a coupe glass with a single ice cube and just drink it right away like he's not even making it he's not even getting it cold and he's kind of sticking his fingers in the drink to put that lemon peel in i don't, I don't know what that lemon peel is doing um but Here's the real reason I'm bringing this up. Because there's not just that sequence, which, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, uh, later on in the film, um, when, when John Leslie's neighbor, uh, Natalie, um, she's, she's uh, living a bit more of a um, quarantine lifestyle, which I, I say because um, she masturbates. Uh, and when she does so she she asks after the rum like she's gonna have a drink of rum but instead she's sort of just like pouring it on herself and whatever when she's when she's in bed and uh the only parts of this movie that i had to re-watch were those spots where i'm trying to um uh i'm trying to read the labels on bottles and the label of the bottle and Natalie is seen by herself. It seems to say, I'm not sure how to say it, Renier, R-E-G-N-I-E-R, Anisette. Renier Anisette. Folks, once, that's just, if, if, there's, if there's one licorice liquor scene in this movie, that's just whatever. It just means that they made a fake bar for John Leslie. He grabbed a bottle. He poured water out of it. It's probably just water in the bottle. He's not thinking about whether it's an appropriate cocktail or not. If there's just one, that doesn't mean anything. But there's two. So um, whoever is in charge of this movie or props or something just really had, really, really wanted us uh, as a tasty licorice drink, you know? Maybe this was just like their home bar, and they're like, uh, "I got nothing. I got Herb Saint, Renier Anisette, Pastis Ricard, uh, Absinthe, Uzo, uh, uh, other anise flavored 
drinks. I used to work at a place um, where we sold chocolates, and we sold a chocolate um, chocolate ganache. You know, different little flavors. You might think of them as truffles. Um, little, little just tasty chocolate guys. I'm not going to go into the more complicated explanation about exactly what they are, um, because I've forgotten. No, I haven't forgotten. Uh, ganache is a is a mix of cream and chocolates. Uh, but anyway, um, they had different flavors, and I, I recall... Um, one was star anise was one of the flavors and most of the people i worked with were very careful to say anise like they were french or something instead of anise because they were worried about accidentally saying anus i guess and like come on guys we're all grown-ups here we we can say anus it's fine it's no big deal it was a tasty anus flavored chocolate it's fine wait which one am i saying now I'm not even sure anymore. But anyway, I just found that f- so fascinating with these drinks, and that's really sort of can show you um, how bored I was with this movie, um, where all I'm doing is scrutinizing the cocktail choices. There's really not a lot going on here. Um, it's sort of got that, I don't know, it just sort of su- suggests a world in which everyone is uh is a swinger basically right because you never see anyone who isn't 100% down to clown and um, there's a scene in which um, a couple of our the ladies from our previous well, one of our recent movies from uh, Bad Girls let's see let's find their names here on my list yes Anna Ventura and Lauren, Lenora Bruce both from Bad Girls um, they're playing tennis um, weird things about this scene where they end up with Joey Silvera. They've got just glorious um, 80s hair. They're either like really cool ladies from the 80s in America or contemporary Australians. Uh, but anyway, they're in what's very clearly a men's bathroom. Like they're surrounded by urinals. Um, I, I've only been in one spot that was more sort of dense with urinals. One time I went to this, um, I went to, I went to the famous, um, cricket place in England. I believe it's the Lord's Cricket Ground. And I went to a very, uh, maybe I made that up. Is that what it's called? Regardless, very popular place to watch cricket. It was, uh, it was fun. Um, we went to like an hour and then couldn't stand it anymore and then we left Uh, but during that i did visit the bathroom and the men's bathroom at a cricket place is just the most beautiful museum of urinals it was just sparkling clean just urinals on top of urinals as far as the eye could see and they were sit they're a civilized country so they didn't have a trough they just had individual urinals very close to each other, very many of them, just in every direction, like a like a house of mirrors, but just urinals everywhere. And it was great because there was no one else in there because it was a cricket game and cricket. Um, well, it was not a popular cricket. Game. I'm not gonna say that cricket is not a popular sport because I hear in some uh, exotic places like England and Australia, it can be very popular. This is not a popular match, though. Um, but 
anyway, um, that's why I sort of I, I'm partially excusing Joey Silvera's character from inter- uh, he interrupts them, um, uh, and in his defense, they are clearly in the men's restroom. So if you don't want men to walk into your uh, romantic encounter after a tennis match, and you're a lady. Maybe don't do it in the men's bathroom. That's all I'm gonna say. Just, just some wisdom from this film. Um, this is a great movie for uh, ladies hanging out in '80s lingerie. That's very good. I do like that. Lots of really fun '80s decors too. Rooms just packed with ferns. So many ferns. Natalie's apartment, in particular, is extremely dense with ferns and I love it. She also has a video game cabinet, like an old school like, you know, arcade cabinet and that's great. I was really um I was concerned that we were going to get into really just an intense male fantasy. I thought that John Leslie was going to have sex with Joanna Storm while playing like, I don't know, Pac-Man or some shit. I didn't pay attention to the video games. I was more involved in the ferns and the licorice-flavored fa- liquor. That's really what I'm watching these movies for. The one um, other scene that I want to draw our attention to is toward the end. And it's a scene that I'm going to say it could work in a different context. Uh, a very strange thing happens. Um, toward the end of the movie, Diana is masturbating with something that looks like a, like a kitchen, like some sort of kitchen appliance. I'm not sure. I'm going to say suction blender. I know that's not a thing, but I'm just trying to figure out what this device could be. And it, it It's some sort of, um, well, it's a sex toy, obviously, uh, but it does not, I think if, if your modern 2020 person were presented with this, most of us would not know what it was meant to do, um, how it worked. Uh, we would need some sort of instructional video or maybe an instruction, just an instruction sheet or just a little label on it that says like, oh, this is um, for your junk. Um, it's 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 not pleasant looking. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, um, she's using it um, as one does in a quarantine or in your fern filled apartment in 1984. And a couple of Girl Scouts show up to deliver uh, cookies. Um, and then she's like, hey, want to try out my sex toy that I'm using in front of people and just inviting them in and so on. And it's obviously these um, these these Girl Scouts are. Well, they're acting young, but they're not looking young, right? So they're just they're just regular porn people. And in fact, one of them, um, one of the ladies in this scene, I believe, if I'm following things correctly, um, she goes by the really wonderful stage name uh, Tigger, T-I-G-R. Um, if I were in porn, I think my name would be Eeyore, right? You know, just if, if well, anyway. Um. That, that's great, the cheese tigger. Um, but she's already been in a scene, like we've already seen her in this film, um, have sex with uh, Ron Jeremy um, with the flower in his pants. Um, 
she, it's a funny scene because that's at the sex party in the beginning and they're on some sort of like massage chair and behind them there's a couple in the pool just passing back and forth a, a beach ball and I'm just imagining that party where it's like do you want to go fuck at the sex party? Uh, no, but I would love to get in the pool and just sort of pass a beach ball back and forth a little bit. I think that would be great. Love to go to the sex party and just throw the beach ball back and forth. It's just, it's just wonderful. It's just my favorite place for the most mundane, boring ass swimming pool games. I'd love to go to the sex party and just play a little bit of Marco Polo. You know, just sort of, sort of jump in and just play Marco Polo, get in a few laps. Now I'm, I'm really enjoying this now. I'm enjoying imagining the people at the sex party who it's not that they don't have sex because they just can't find someone interested in doing it with them. They don't have sex at the sex party because that's not what they're there for. They're just there for the sexy atmosphere. Um, they're there to drink herb saints. They're there to play in the pool, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, we've already seen her in this movie, so we know she's an adult and not a Girl Scout. But basically, what I'm saying is, if this is like a more farcical movie, and some ladies come in and they're like, "We're Girl Scouts delivering cookies," I'm not against that. I mean, you know, cancel me, whatever. I don't care. I think that could be a fun bit. I would not necessarily hate it. I do hate it in this movie. In this movie, it's terrible. Um, because they're sort of... They're, they're sort of um, acting as though like they're just like, oh, sex parts. I didn't even... I didn't even, I didn't even know I had those. I didn't even know what that was for. I just knew there was this whole part of my body that I wasn't supposed to have out in public or whatever. And uh, thank you... Uh, strangers for explaining that all to me it's like you gave me the um, instructional manual um, uh, for uh, the weird kitchen sex toy only instead of the weird kitchen sex toys for my own body so yeah I don't I don't love that in fact I dislove it is that a word yes I dislove it um, that's toward the end and uh, yeah, so let's see. Girl Scouts, open marriage, pasties. I've talked about all the things that I really wanted to talk about in this movie. That is great. I'm really, I'm really killing it. I'm getting, um, getting more and more efficient. Just, right, just, just scratching things off my list, you know. Um, and that's by the end of this quarantine, I will be easily accomplishing two, three simple tasks every day you know and people say to me randy how do you do it today you not only got out of bed and made coffee you even shaved for the first time in a week randy how do you do it how are you doing so much randy how are you doing so much during this quarantine randy how are you allowing yourself after all this time to keep bumping the microphone with your nose and also how are you being so efficient during the quarantine and 
I gotta tell you, I think it's because I've been just preparing for this 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 whole time. You know, I live every day like I'm in quarantine. Think about that, folks. Folks, thank you so much for checking out this episode. Um, I think we're probably going to go back to maybe a two-hander next time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see a lot of things in the works. A lot of possibilities. And hopefully a little bit more fun of a movie. This was kind of fun. I don't know. I like the sex party. Um, but, like, i just so annoyed at John Leslie for being his guy, for being such a jerk the whole time. That's just, That's lately, you know... It is funny how uh, you really develop uh, associations uh, based on the first movie that you see one of these guys in, and so it's easy to see the first see see, uh, see one of these guys in the first time, and you're like, "Wow, he's so cool!" And then you see him in another movie, and you're like, "Oh, he's a weird um, feral woodsman." You know, you sort of. You sort of don't think you think you, you sort of think of their characters as themselves, which I know you're not really supposed to do. But of course, there's not a ton of acting happening in these movies in the conventional sense. Uh, so it's I at least find it easy to sort of have a close association between these actors and the kinds of characters that they play, and I let it bleed into my impression of them as people, which is dumb of me, but it's a thing I'm going to keep doing, I think, because I can't help it. And I gotta say, oof, a couple in a row where I'm like, mm, John Leslie, come on, man. Come on, dude. Don't be so jealous. Come on. You know? Get it together. Anyway, folks. Um. Oh, I should rate this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two ferns. You know, I. It should be. It should really be. It should really be a three. I do quite like the performances by Tina Marie and Joanna Storm, and uh, Joy Silvera. But I'm just so irritated by the main guy in this movie, and I also just think that thing of like, well, it's a serious movie. If someone dies in it, I don't need that. You know. It's the quarantine. I need something a little bit more more chill. Okay. So, uh, two ferns. Uh, thanks, folks. Um, just do what you need to do, uh, whether that's um, drinking um, a lot of uh, herb saint or using your sex toy that looks like a kitchen appliance uh, or playing your video game cabinet uh, or just sitting around in your lingerie even though no one's gonna see you you know do what you need to do these days take care of yourself take care of each other um from a long distance most of the time and uh yeah we'll um we'll be back later uh who knows what day because days don't mean anything anymore we'll be back a different day and do this again thanks a lot